The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is chiefly our epistle reading for the day from Romans chapter 7, especially these words. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Pick any trouble in the world and ask a politician the answer to that problem, and you will get an answer that will be full of so many words that they might just make you wonder whether that politician should have become a preacher instead. Ask another politician the same question about the same issue, and you'll probably get an equally long, yet quite different answer to the trouble you're referring to. And if you keep asking, you might eventually be led to believe that there are as many answers as there are troubles, that there are thousands of answers. And no doubt, when we're talking about some specific issue, there indeed can be many right ways to address it. But today we want to think much more broadly about the troubles that we experience in this world. For while in dealing with specific issues, various approaches can indeed be taken to alleviate the trouble that is present, when it comes to the grand reoccurring troubles that we experience in this world, there is only one answer to the many troubles of this world. Yes, there is only one answer to all of the world's troubles. And that might sound a little too simplistic of an answer, given the number and the complexity of the troubles that we find in our world. But this is what the scriptures teach. In our Old Testament reading for today, the prophet Zechariah is given a word of the Lord that promises an answer to the troubles of their day. You see, the prophet Zechariah lived in that time of exile after the people of God had been removed from the promised land. And they knew that they were there because the many bad kings that had ruled in Israel had led the people of God into all sorts of rebellion against him. So what was the answer? Well, God would send a new and perfect king. He would send a people, or excuse me, send a king who would one day ride into Jerusalem on a humble donkey. That's the answer to the exile that was the result of all that sin and rebellion was Jesus. He was the answer to all the trouble that had come from the bad kings of old. In our epistle reading for today, Paul laments that greatest struggle that Christians experience in this world. It is not that struggle from outside, but that struggle that occurs inside of each one of us. You see, since Christians are baptized into Christ and have received the Holy Spirit, Christians have holy desires to do the things of God. And yet, they find in their own flesh, time and time again, lusts and evil desires that war against those holy desires. You can hear the frustration in Paul as he writes these words. 
He hates this war that's constantly going on within himself. The very things he wants to do, those things he doesn't do. And the very things he does not want to do, that's what he finds himself doing. As Paul is so frustrated with this struggle that by the end of what he writes about it, he cries out, who will save me from this wretched body? And you know the answer to that question? What's the answer to the spirit and flesh struggle we all experience? The struggle between the sinner and the saint? Well, the answer is Jesus. Paul says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, Jesus is the answer to that trouble as well. The trouble of the spirit and the flesh warring in the Christian person. And in our gospel reading, Jesus himself is talking. And he's talking to people that have been weighed down by the law for so long. Weighed down by the actual law and then the things that the Pharisees have added to the law to make it even more burdensome. He talks to them as people who know that they cannot keep the law. They cannot lift that burden as they wish to do. So what's the answer to that? How can they be set free from the burden of the law of God? Well, you guessed it. The answer to that trouble also is Jesus. Jesus invites them to come to him and to take his yoke upon them. For in fact, they will find that being with him is far more restful than seeking to live underneath the burden of the law. Yes, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yes, Jesus is the answer to that trouble as well. Yes, every trouble in this world finds its answer in Jesus. He is the perfect king that wipes away all of the memories of the bad kings of old, and the sins that they led people into. He is the one who can save us from the flesh that battles against the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. And he is certainly the one in whom we can find ultimate refuge, no longer trying to rely on our perfection before God's law, but trusting in his salvation instead. Yes, we rest instead having received the righteousness of God on account of Christ's work on the cross and at the tomb. Let us return for a few moments today to those words in our epistle reading, those words that were given to Paul by the Holy Spirit to write down in his letter to the Romans. For the struggle that he describes there between the spirit and the flesh was not something that Paul alone suffered. No, quite to the contrary, it is a common Christian experience. And it's not just a trouble that Christians experience once in a while, but something that they experience every day. I always think Luther's morning and evening prayers sort of give us an inside look at this struggle between the spirit and the flesh. For when in the morning we pray Martin Luther's prayer, we ask God that everything we would do would be pleasing to him. We ask him to keep us away from sin and every evil. As the Spirit gives us these holy desires as we begin the day, 
We want to go out and do the things that God has given us to do. And yet by the time evening comes, when we might pray that evening prayer of Luther, we readily confess that we have great need to pray to God that he would forgive us of all of our sins that have occurred during that day. Why, if we pray that God would keep us from sin and every evil, do we end up doing so much sin and evil? That's the question that Paul is really dealing with in our text for today. He says that while we have holy desires, we often cannot carry them out on our own. When he sought to go forward and simply do what he wanted to do, he could not accomplish it the way he hoped to do it. Oh yes, he could do holy things in the power of the Spirit, but so often he seemed not to abide in the Spirit as he ought to have done. Doesn't this sound familiar? Isn't this an accurate summary of your life as a Christian? Every day you wake up, you receive the mercies of the Lord, and you go out forward into your day with the desire to love God and to serve your neighbor. And then you actually have to deal with people. And that's where it gets rather tough. Soon the flesh goes to work. You get angry at that person who will not do what you want in the way that you want it. You find that person at work or in the store much more alluring or attentive than your spouse who is at home. You see what your neighbor just got, and you get a little bit jealous. Certainly by the end of the day, if not by the end of the first hour of the day, we can always see that despite what we set out to do, there has been much sin also in our lives. Some of what you have done by God's grace has been holy and of service to your neighbor, but certainly others of it has not been at all. Everything that did not proceed from faith is sin through and through. So what's the answer to that question? Who will save you from your wretched body of sin? Well, the answer is Jesus. Well, the answer is not for you to try harder tomorrow. The answer is not for you to try to act as if that stuff didn't happen yesterday. And the answer is certainly not just to give up and give in. Well, the answer, Paul says, is Jesus. Who will save us from the struggle between the flesh and the spirit, the sinner and the saint? Only Jesus. He does it each time he forgives us of our sins. Each time he fills us anew with his Holy Spirit. Yes, he does it every day for us. And he will do it in completion on that last day when that struggle between the spirit and the flesh will finally be gone forever. Yes, it is the only answer for this struggle. So take your sins that you find yourself doing, though you did not want to do them. Take those to Jesus in confession, and he will do it. He will remove them. You've already proved that you can't handle them. So only he can. Only he has. Only he will. He is the answer to that trouble you find in your life. 
And quite frankly, that goes for whatever other struggles that are in front of you this day. Are you struggling with health issues? Take them to Jesus. Are you struggling with relationship issues? Take them to Jesus. Are you struggling with financial problems? Take them to Jesus. For he is the answer. Oh, too often we decide that we can fix whatever is wrong. We decide that we have the power and the intelligence and the tenacity to fix everything ourselves. But such thoughts are nothing more than sinful pride. Take all that stuff to Jesus. Don't try to prove your worth before God, but fall worthless before him. And let him fill you with worth and purpose. For he is the answer. He is the answer to all the troubles in this world. He will forgive your sins that have contributed to these troubles, and he will make you new. He will provide a way out and the power of his spirit to walk in it. He will do it already now, and he will do it in full on the last day. The king, he is coming to you. The one who saves you from your wretched flesh, he is here. Come to him and find rest, for his yoke is light. Jesus is the answer to the world's troubles. Amen.